Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Thank all of you for being here today. This time change Sunday, what a great crowd. Those of you who are not with us, thank you for joining. What a blessing. What a blessing. We're in our Wisdom Clinic series. We're seeking the Lord for wisdom. Proverbs 4 says that wisdom is the principal thing. You know, all you're getting, get wisdom. James 1 5 says that if any of you lack wisdom, Let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without finding fault, and it will be given. Let him ask in faith without any doubts, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man think he will receive anything from the Lord. So we ask in faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word, and the Word says that if you ask for wisdom, he will grab it to you. A top-down view, the ability to see things like God sees them, is available to us if we will believe His Word and access what the Word says through faith. We take hold of that which is already in the bank when we put in that deposit slip, that withdrawal slip, I should say, of faith based on the Word of God. Wisdom. Now, last week we talked about uh, learning to choose your battles. Uh, conflict is inevitable in this world. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, flipses, pressure. And um, the Word says, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer, suffer resistance, persecution. I mean, that's the clear voice of the Word of God. But last week, we talked about how we learn to choose our battles. We're in a war whether we like it or not, the Word says that we are to put on the whole and entire armor of God because our battle is not with flesh and blood. Always remember this, regardless of those who are hurting you today, the real issue is not flesh and blood. The real issue, according to Ephesians chapter 6, 10 and following, is principalities and powers and world forces of this darkness. So remember that the real enemy is a spiritual enemy, and God has given you the victory in Jesus, and He's given you uh, weapons to put on every day to enable you to be successful in that battle. We talked about that. We, we talked about how uh, it was sometimes wisdom to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes the Lord will tell you, you don't need to fight in this battle, but you have to position yourself. We saw in Second Chronicles chapter 20 last time that sometimes God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I am fighting for you. Other times, uh, it's inevitable uh, that we have to learn to be wise in the conflicts that we have on this earth. We talked about how it doesn't do any good to get involved in conflict 
with a scoffer, someone who mocks and jeers and disrespects our position. If you engage with a scoffer, you're going to get rejection. We talked about uh, wisdom means that we don't say too much. Uh, when we don't restrain our words, we get more and more prone to sin. With multitudes of words comes opportunity for us to sin and to burn bridges and to poison the atmosphere. How many of you know that you don't get anything accomplished? Resolution doesn't come when there's a poisonous atmosphere. And we don't need to contribute to that poisonous atmosphere. We looked at uh, several passages out of the book of Proverbs last week, and uh, we found out that wisdom tells us when we should uh, instruct and when we should keep our mouth shut. We gave Jesus example of how he restrained from telling people all that he wanted and knew because the word says they were not able to hear it. We talked about how we got to stay in our lane. If you get, if you get out of your lane, you're going to have a wreck. And uh, we need to understand uh, that conflict comes many times when we get out of our lane and, and think that we ought to get over there and help others uh, accomplish what only they can do. Uh, we, we talked about um, navigating today, we talk about how to navigate the minefield of conflict, how we do it. Um, wisdom always lets us know that forgiveness is not an elective, it's a requirement. The Word of God is very clear that we have to be willing to forgive just as we have been forgiven. Can I ask you something? What has the Lord refused to forgive you from? Well, then we don't have any right to withhold forgiveness if we claim we've received forgiveness. You offer forgiveness from a position of having received forgiveness from the Lord. There's nothing you can approach God with and confess your sin about that He won't forgive you from. The Bible's very clear that it is our responsibility as those who claim Jesus to offer the same forgiveness that we've been given, to withhold that poisons our own inner person and keeps us from really being able to receive from the Lord. But you need to understand that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation and trust. Forgiveness is a requirement. Reconciliation and trust is a process. You can forgive between you and God. You can forgive as an act of your will through faith just like that. But forgiveness and reconciliation, and, and understand this, reconciliation is not where you go and, and you just say, whatever you do, whatever you say, it's all okay. That's not reconciliation. Reconciliation is primarily has to do with covenant relationships, and it has to do, and not just covenant relationships, but even casual relationships. Reconciliation happens when we obey the Lord, but it doesn't mean 
that you affirm other people's painful choices. It doesn't mean that you say it's okay when it's not okay. That's not forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is a transaction between you and God. And it's a, trans a, a transaction where you release somebody who's offended you or hurt you. You release somebody into the hands of God and believe that he can handle it. You can't. And believe that if you keep on trying to handle it, you're going to make a mess. God can do what you can't do. Reconciliation comes uh, where there is an agreement of the minds to walk together. Now I want to tell you something that sometimes Christians forget. <clears throat> you can't walk together with everybody. Wait now, Pastor, you, whoa, whoa, I've always heard. No, no, you can't. Amos 3 says, can two walk together if they are not agreed? You say, well, I still don't know about that. Turn with me to the book of Acts. I want to show you something here uh, that is pretty powerful. Acts chapter 15. We're dealing here not only with Christians, but we're dealing here with people in leadership. They were called out ministers, recognized by the early church as legit, as men who knew the Lord and walked under anointing and, and uh, had mighty gifts. I want us to see here in chapter 15 of Acts something pretty amazing, and you don't hear many sermons preached on this. Uh, verse 36, are you there? Okay, good. Then after some days Paul said to Barnabas, Remember, Paul and Barnabas were a powerful, powerful missionary team. They were seeing people get saved. They were seeing miracles. They were seeing churches being established. They, they were seeing the mighty hand of God on them. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back now and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord. And let's see how they're doing. Now Barnabas, verse 37, was determined, resolved to take with them John called Mark. Now we find in another passage that uh, John Mark, uh, by the way, John Mark is the same John Mark who wrote the gospel of Mark, Matthew Mark. He was determined, Barnabas was his um, uh, cousin, and he was determined John Mark had been with them and he was doing good, but um, hmm, let's go on a little further. Paul insisted that they should not take with them John Mark, the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. All right, now hold on just a minute. You got these two mighty pillars of the early church, Paul and Barnabas, dynamite team. And they had a young man who was a protege who was helping, assisting them. And, and, but he decided, I don't know if this is for me. And he left the ministry. I don't know if this is for me. Whatever reason. And the Word of God does not tell us why John Mark left them. 
<clears throat> so Paul and Barnabas were about to go on another journey here and go back around and refortify the converts in the early church. And uh, Barnabas said, I'll get in touch with John Mark. I think he's changed his mind. And Paul insisted, again, verse 38, that they not take with them. No. Wait, 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 wait. Could they both not hear the voice of the Lord? These are two pillars of the early church. Who was right? The Word does not say. But notice the next verse here. This makes people squirm a little bit. Verse 39, the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. Uh-oh. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed. Now this is an interesting passage here. This is an interesting passage. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. What that says to me is that Paul stayed under the covering of the church. Y'all better go to school on that now. And all of you who feel like you're called into the ministry, you better go to school on that right there. And he went throughout Syria and Cilicia strengthening the churches. Well, now did God continue to use Barnabas? Yeah, he was a, a faithful, mighty man. And we know he continued to use John Mark. John Mark got his act together. He came back into the ministry. Don't give up. John Mark wrote a gospel in the, in the Bible. If you read the very last book that Paul wrote, 2 Timothy, you will find in chapter 4, right before he died, Paul ca called out for, Tim uh, for Timothy to bring John Mark. He said, bring John Mark with you. He is useful to me for ministry. So all that disagreement got resolved. I think that's powerful right there. So don't give up, but understand that forgiveness is a requirement, is a requirement, but it doesn't mean that you've got to affirm and endorse other people's choices that you just have a conviction before God that you can't go there. Well, don't let this get lost on you. You know what God, sovereign, mighty God was doing? God didn't cause them to be contentious with one another and assist in their own ways, but you know what God did? He split up one team and made two out of it. And the work was multiplied throughout the whole Roman Empire. 
Hallelujah. God can take our frailties, our humanity, our weaknesses and failures, and if we will submit to Him, He can cause something good to come out of it. Amen? Well, so we need to understand that uh, reconciliation and trust, uh, and, and by the way, forgiveness is always given by grace. Trust is earned by track record. Don't give trust too quickly. You're going to have a wreck if you do. Pastor, we ought to just love and open ourselves up to everybody. Do it at your own risk. The Word tells us to be wise and discerning. Amen. Well, and, and also understand this, that some people don't want to walk over the bridge of love and forgiveness. They just want to show up and demand that you accept their agenda. Wisdom will help you discern where that is. You've got to have the mind of God for that. And it's about time that all of us grow up and seek the mind of God on every decision. It's available to us if we will submit ourselves to it. Wisdom always discerns the next right step. And that's all God requires for us to do. We don't see the whole picture. We are required to take the next right step and to listen to the Lord what that is. And I want to summarize, and I want to bring everything to this conclusion here today about when you have conflicts uh, with, with somebody else, whoever it is. It may be somebody in your family. It may be somebody in, in business or in the community or wh- whatever it is. <clears throat> Whenever there's conflict, don't look to earth to settle it first. Settle it in the courts of heaven. Always go to heaven first to settle conflicts. You've got a righteous judge up there. He knows it all. And all of his ways are right. All of his methods are pure and right and powerful. Understand that when we start having conflicts There's really, in a way, a a righteous, there is a legal way we're to go, and that is we're to take that conflict first and foremost and settle it in the court of heaven. Understand that the Bible is very clear that our God is always righteous. He is perfect, He is holy, but He's also merciful and gracious and loving. Amen. So your father's not waiting for you to bring your conflict to him to beat you up or slap you around. Your father is there to listen out of love and mercy and grace and wisdom and righteousness. But also remember that the Bible is very clear. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. Not only is there a righteous judge there, there is an advocate there. Woo! There is an advocate 
there. Buzz, in the legal world, an advocate is a, a counselor, an, an attorney, somebody to represent somebody else. The Bible says you've got somebody to represent you in heaven. Hallelujah. He is the super lawyer. He never loses a case. 1 John. Are you there? 1 John. <clears throat> Chapter 2. Verse 2. Uh, verse 1. Little children, I've written these things to you that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation. What does that mean, Pastor? The full satisfaction of debt for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. How would you like for somebody to write across every one of your debts paid in full? The biggest debt you and I have, the eternal debt that we have, Jesus has written across every one of our debts, paid in full. Hallelujah. You have an advocate with the Father. That word advocate is very, very amazing in that that word is parakletos. It is the same word we're about to see here in, in St. John when Jesus describes the Holy Spirit. We have an advocate with the Father. I want you to notice that there is an advocate in heaven who loves you, who has taken your sin on himself. He has fully remitted, paid in full, the price of our sins and iniquities. And he is right there so that we can have access. The Bible says he's also our high priest. Hallelujah. Our high priest. You know what a high priest does? A high priest offers sacrifice for the sins of the people. Remember, he did that every year. Read your Old Testament. The, he sat, the high priest offered a sacrifice for the sins of the people and even his own sins. He went into that holy of holy and brought that precious blood of a spotless lamb. And before God, he was responsible for the recognition that there is a price to be paid for sin. The high priest, he is also there to intercede for all the people, to pray for them. And he is there also to release blessing. You ought to start acting as a, uh, recognizing that there is a high priest in heaven that you go to when you go before the Lord. There is a high priest that you can, that you can, can, access there, and he's not only your high priest, he's your advocate. He is forgiving you of your sin. He is interceding for you. The Bible says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for the saints. You're, you, his children. But he's also there to release blessing. He's there to release blessing. High priest of heaven, Advocate in heaven, the Lord Jesus. So when we've got conflict, we go before Father in the name of Jesus. Holy and righteous God in the name of Jesus. But I want you to notice something else. Turn with me over here to the Gospel of John. 
Back to the left, to the Gospel of John. And let's look at chapter 14. Right before Jesus left the earth to go back to the Father, he says there in John 14, 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. The word another there in the Greek means another of just the same kind. Holy Spirit's just like Jesus. Hallelujah. He has a different office, but in character, he's just like Jesus. Jesus said he's going to take what is mine and disclose it to you. Oh, that we'd get revelation of that. I'm going to give you another helper, one called alongside to help you. Do you know what that word for helper there is? Parakletos. Advocate, helper. Notice verse 17. The spirit of truth is who he is. Who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. Hallelujah. You have not just an advocate in heaven. You've got an advocate on the earth in you. In you. He is the spirit of truth. Let's go a little farther here and let's look in chapter 16 of John. Verse 13, moreover, when he, the spirit of truth, this advocate, this parakletos, this Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. So the Holy Spirit is finding out what Jesus is saying, and he is speaking it to you if you'll listen. He will tell you things to come. He will speak. He will glorify me. See, I told you, the Holy Spirit is glorifying Jesus. He will take what is mine, Jesus said, and declare it to you. What is mine? What belongs to Jesus? <laughs> Verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. So the Holy Spirit, all right, now look. You've got God the Father, the righteous, holy, omnipotent, omniscient, loving, merciful, just God that you can go before the throne. You've got an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous in heaven, but you've got an advocate the Holy Spirit on the earth. All the advantages are ours. Okay, so let's get back here now to the focus of where we're at. What does that have to do with conflict? Settle it in the court of heaven. Go before God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Number one, number one, first and foremost, when you're in conflict with somebody, Go before God in the name of Jesus in prayer and humble yourself. Humble yourself. I don't know, Pastor, that would mean that I'd be admitting I was wrong. Wait, wait now. Humble yourself. Go before God and say, Father, only you know all things. Only you know all things. And I'm asking you by your spirit, through your word, or however you decide to do it, I ask you to show me what my motives are in this conflict. What are my motives? What is it that I really want 
to come to do I just want my own way do I just want my own comfort do I just want to win do I just want what are my motives are they in line with what your heart is for me and if not Holy Spirit show me where I'm wrong and I will repent humble yourself where are my motive where am I out of order Lord Am I insisting on my own way? Am I insisting on my own time? I don't know about you, but sometimes I can have pretty good motive. I just don't like the timing. Can anybody say, I feel your pain, Pastor? If you think waiting on God is easy, you've never had to wait on it. It is not. Amen. But he'll give us the grace to do it. Amen. Humble yourself. Ask the Lord. Show me my motives where I'm out of order and I'll be quick to repent. Am I insisting on my own way? You know, Luke 14, 11 says that if you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. But if you will humble yourself, God will exalt you. He'll lift you up. Let's turn to James 4. Now we're getting close to the end. I want you to turn to James 4. I want you to see something here. Humbling ourselves is the key to hearing from God, especially we're in conflict. If I am so adamant in getting my own way that I won't go before God and ask Him to show what my motives are, what my methods are. Not just my motives, but what are my methods? Am I doing this the right way? Am I doing this at the right time? We're going to get out of line if we don't humble ourselves before the Lord. But boy, what a blessing there is when we go before God. Get forgiveness, release forgiveness, and receive the love of God. I made a mistake on your outline there. That's Romans 5.5 5 instead of Romans 5.8. The love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is there. It's important. Look at um, verse 7. James 4, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. you. Say, Pastor, I've heard all that, but look at the verse before it. Hmm. God says, he resists the proud. Uh-oh. See, when I'm in conflict and I go before God and all I'm insisting on is that God fix it and I don't look at my motives I am poisoning the atmosphere. He, I'm not able to hear what he's saying. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The humble is humility is submission to the Lord. Verse 7, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you as long as you're submitting to God. Look on down to verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He, the Lord, will lift you up. You feel all beat up and beat down, and go before the God of heaven. Go before your advocate in heaven and on earth. Humble yourself before Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Humble yourself. God will lift you up. God will lift you up. If we exalt ourselves, 
we will be humbled. But if we humble ourselves, we will be exalted. That's what the Word says. So humble myself in the court of heaven, listening to the voice of the Lord. And then number two, and turn with me here as we close today to to Hebrews chapter 4. After we've humbled ourselves and asked the Lord for any correction that we need to receive, for any information that we need to get hold of. See, there's not only just correction, there's information. Sometimes the Lord will whisper to you through His mighty Word, by His Spirit, He will whisper you something you hadn't even thought of that is going to be the key in this conflict. Sometimes the Lord is going to give you a spirit of restraint. He's going to, he, the Spirit is going to say, don't do that right now. Don't go there right now. Sometimes the Spirit of God is going to give you a, a spirit of affirmation where you take the next right step. Okay, light screen. I take the next right step. So listen to the voice of the Lord. Is it affirmation or restraint? This is for mature believers to get hold of this. But what a marvelous, marvelous promise. After we have humbled ourselves before God. Let's look here at Hebrews 4, beginning with verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Remember, the high priest is there to intercede for you. To offer sacrifice for your sin and to release blessing. Hallelujah. He has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Jesus, I declare you are my high priest. Have you done that lately? Have you recognized that he's praying for you in this conflict? Does it it really come into your consciousness that as much as you're hurt, as much as you're disappointed, that the high priest of heaven, Jesus himself, is praying for you? He always lives to make intercession for you. He is praying for you. You say, well, Pastor, he hasn't delivered me yet. Well, you know, sometimes we need to understand that development's more important than deliverance. And that's the reason it doesn't always come right away. Jesus, the Son of God. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Oh, my goodness. Have you thought about that? He was in all points tempted as we are. He was tempted. Talk about somebody who went through. The word says he was despised and rejected of men. I don't know about you, but my conflicts are nothing compared to that. He was despised and rejected of men. Talk about conflict. They threw him out of the very synagogue that he had created. He was in all points. So you can go before your advocate and know that your high priest knows your pain. He feels it. He knows what it's like. Therefore, verse 16, Since I've got a high priest there praying for me, I have an advocate in heaven who is for me. I can, somebody who understands what I'm going through. Verse 16, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. What is grace? 
God's favor. You know what God's favor is, don't you? It's a supernatural advantage. Will you receive God's grace? It is His supernatural advantage. But it's also His supernatural ability, His favor, His ability, His ability to obey, His ability to hang in there when you're suffering, His ability to accomplish and produce, to go through and to get through, His ability to finish, God's grace, His favor and His ability. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy compassion, patience, mercy that will keep us from destruction and grace to help us in our time of need. I believe that many, many I'm speaking to today are in a time of need. I believe that you are, many of you are in conflicts and hurts that are just beyond expression. The Lord knows. But I want you to know today that you have a loving, righteous, holy Father. Nothing is out of His reach. An advocate in the Son. A counselor, an advocate in the Spirit on the earth in you. God will see you through. I want you to bow your heads with me. I'm going to do something here different here today. I'm going to ask that today, if you're in a place of hurt and pain and conflict, I'm going to ask you to give us an opportunity. I'm going to ask Pastor Jeremiah, Joe, to come forward. I'm going to ask one of our elders, Mr. Gene Carey back there, Mr. Donnie Finley on this side over here in the back. I'm going to ask you today, if the Lord would speak to you and you want an agreement prayer from pastors and elders in the church that the Lord will resolve whatever it is that you're going through in conflict and that He'll give you that boldness and to come before the throne and receive it. I'm going to ask you to come to one of these men and let them pray with you and for you. In the back, in the front. I want you to sing this with our praise team and as the Lord leads you, just step out of where you are. Let us pray with you and for you. We don't do this much, but I believe we need to do it today. Let's all stand. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.